Iowa State men's basketball team is home for 7th-ranked Texas tonight. The 12th-ranked Cyclones looking to bounce back from a loss to number 2 Kansas. Baseball, the Royals reportedly looking to bring Zach Greinke back to KC and a contract heavily laden with incentives and a low base salary. Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady said after last night's playoff loss, he's not set a timetable for a decision on whether he'll return to play next season. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Five minutes afternoon, you know, for the first time ever, I think. Father Time may have a, an impact on Tom Brady's, Brady's impending decision. Yeah. He'd outrun him until seemingly last night. But didn't he look, he just looked bad. There's been plenty of those games this year. Still, yeah. third most passing yards in the league, yeah. most passing attempts. Get an offensive line, mm-hmm. and they did not have that this year. Nope, nope. Maybe, just maybe, he doesn't want to go out like that, does I he? don't think so. First but losing did, record of his career. But if you tack on another one... Then you walk away. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we're going to talk Drake basketball. I just right hope now. he doesn't ruin Selection Sunday like he did last year with his fake you know, retirement. A lot of people said that. Yes. I was surprised. I forgot it was that day. I, I was never a big Tom Brady hater like a lot of people yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. That, that really pissed me off. Don't mess with Selection Sunday. Yeah. It's one of the best days of the year. Adam Emenecker remembers it well. Mm-hmm. Doco Pizza Company in the heart of Drake neighborhood serves not just the best pizza in the metro, but salads, wings, sandwiches, and a great selection of Iowa craft beers. Hello, Adam Emenecker. Good to catch up with you. How are you, Trent and Ken? Yeah, Trent and Ken, good to talk to you guys. It's uh, It's been a while. Things uh, things are going well, and happy to be here to talk a little Drake basketball. As you will be twice weekly. You're going to join Heather and Sean on Thursdays. We're grateful for that. Well, you know, we get caught up in uh, and the Big 12 is good. Don't get me wrong. It's a terrific league, top to bottom. But all of a sudden, you look at the Valley, and maybe you haven't looked at it in a week or so, and there's eight teams within a game of one another. That spells parody to me, Adam Emenecker. Yeah, good, good, gracious. And you know, sometimes when you're when you're a mid major like the Valley, sometimes you'd rather see a couple teams really rise to the top, especially oh, yeah. if they have strong non conferences. Drake picked up a big non conference win against uh, number fifteen at the time, Mississippi State. But as a fan, purely from a fan perspective, man, it's fun to watch eight teams, eight teams within a game of first place. And you know, here we are in mid January, so eight games through the conference season. Now it's a twenty game conference play. I'm, uh, you know, it's it's going to make a lot of these matchups fun. We got a couple good ones coming up this week, and one in the Nap Center tomorrow night. You know, we thought coming into the year maybe this is just going to be turnkey, right? For Darren, he was just going to be able to uh, roll out a lot of veterans and- <laughs> along with his son, and they got to figure it out. It has been though yep. a trying year for this squad. Just kind of recap what we've seen here over the first couple of months of the season, and and how uneven it's been at times. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you see the heights, right? And and you talked about the returners. You have guys like D.J. Wilkins who have played 140 college Jeez. basketball games. I'll repeat that one more time. 140 <laughs> stinking college basketball so games, wild. which is a lot. Roman Penn, Garrett Sturtz. I mean, these are names of the Des Moines community we've come to know pretty well. Yeah. And so you have that solid core. Tucker DeBreeze, preseason player of the year in the Valley, and was every bit of that billing in the non-conference. But you know, I, I think part of where the team continues to look for answers has, has struggled on the road, which is a little bit of a surprise when you think of that experience of a team, but also trying, trying to figure out how to round out their bench. So when they played at home, 
they've they've played really well. And listen, this team is fourteen and five, right? So we've had a lot of Drake years where mm-hmm. you're hoping to get into double digit wins. Double digits are are a foregone conclusion. Expectations have changed, which is very much a good thing. So fourteen and five, but part of what the team is still searching for is how to make sure to play on the road, develop that level of consistency on the offensive end, and then the second one really is getting consistent production out of their bench. So the core group continues to be good, and it means their ceiling's really high. I think the bench helps raise that floor a little bit more and create some consistency when that starting group just doesn't have it like they're not going to every day. And I've always contended, Adam, and and you played, so you could help us out, that you know, once the senior classmen, upperclassmen, once the calendar turns from January to February and they realize that that sand is going out of their eligibility hourglass, hourglass, it seems like maybe there's one more level for those uh, older guys on the roster. Well, I think that's what you hope for. You know, if if you think about uh, just, you know, going to – Valparaiso, Indiana in mid-January that like some of the guys on this team have done that what seems like 15 times right and so there is an element of you don't necessarily have the sense of urgency and it can feel a little bit routine you need that special spark but I think to your point Ken this is we, we there's a finite time horizon there's not much time left in the season eight games through the conference slate don't be surprised if we see this Drake team start to emerge and rise in the standings, even when you look at their next two weeks, they they play uh, Missouri State coming up this week. They have another opportunity to avenge their loss uh, at Indiana State, and then playing Missouri or excuse me, playing at Belmont as well next weekend. So those are three teams right in that one game mix. That's an opportunity for Drake to really take a jump just in the next two weeks. I want to ask you about a guy a little bit down on the bench, but has helped out inside in spurts, and that's Eric Northweather, who comes in from Truman State. You know that jump up from D two basketball here, now playing obviously at the Division one level, and what you've seen out of him, and if there are those moments, foul trouble, another injury crops up, whatever it is, what you think Northweather can still do here the rest of the season? And he's got three years still remaining of eligibility. Yep. Yeah, and I think that Northweather is a guy this coaching staff was excited about for a couple of different reasons. They like his size. They like his length, his ability to come in and just be a different presence than what you get with Darnell Brody. Northweather comes in with a reputation as a, as a shooter, and part of what he's struggled to adjust to, candidly, is shooting at the Division One level. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. a lot of that goes back to confidence. So you look at from the from the three-point line, right? That's where his specialty is. He's, uh, he's shooting 14%. Now, that doesn't mean he's a bad shooter. The kid can still shoot it, right? And, and part of what you're looking for is how can you just get a little bit of confidence? And, and so for Northweather, early in the year, it was his defense that meant he wasn't spending as much time on the floor. They needed Darnell Brody in that stabilizing presence. He's gotten a lot better on the defensive end. Right now, he's just not making shots. But if you get to a guy that, you know, last year shot 35 40% from three, if you get him to be able to knock down a shot or two a game, that really helps bolster that bench, gives the team some extra minutes and some confidence. He's a guy that can help move this team from, you know, you're, you're just 
trying to steal some minutes with your bench to actually being a net add night in and night out. So Eric Northweather is a guy that can really make an impact on this team the rest of the way. Uh, Trent and I have been a big Garrett Sturts guys since he came into the league out of Newton. He's one of those will guys, has more will maybe than skill, and that's not a knock against him. Every team uh, needs a, a will guy on their roster. Numbers down just a tad this year out, out, out of Sturts. He still certainly hasn't lost anything between the years. He knows where the ball's going before uh, the ball uh, even knows where it's going sometimes, mm-hmm. seemingly. What have you seen from Sturts in his final go round. Well, first and foremost, you two, you mentioned Ken, you're a Garrett Sturts guy. I want to meet the people who are non Garrett Sturts <laughs> right. people because yeah. if those folks exist, they need to not be sports fans anymore. I mean, Garrett Sturts represents absolutely everything that is right about college athletics, that is right about work ethic. To, to your point, the guy's six foot three. He was the leading rebounder. He, he's going to be close to the re- leading rebounder in Drake's history. That's wild. He's six foot three, 180 pounds. It's not like he's an athlete playing above the rim. Now, he is a bit of an underrated athlete, but as, as you look at this year, maybe a couple of different things have changed for him. So Garrett was, Garrett was hurt at the beginning of the year and so didn't have some of the preseason opportunities, not only to make sure that he's in shape. He had a, a low, couple lower body injuries. And so working himself back into that mix, and I think part of the other thing that's changed, if you think about uh, what this team had playing the five position last year, it was a lot of guys like Tank Hemphill mm-hmm. and uh, Tramel Murphy. And with those two out, now you have more of those minutes for Darnell Brody. It just changes the spacing on the floor. And so I think one of the things, Garrett still had some really good games, but the spacing on the floor for what he does best, working through back cuts, taking advantage of defensive miscues is just a little different. The geometry is a little bit different, and he still found his spot. But I look for Garrett to have a good last half of the conference season here. Uh, You know, back to that sense of urgency you mentioned. Mm -hmm. He's a guy who knows he only has so many games to play. And if there's one guy I'm not going to count out to figure out how to have a significant impact, it's Garrett Sturt. So this team has played really well at the Knapp Center. No surprise there, including Saturday, just running past Bradley. It's been a struggle on the road. Neutral sites have been good. Won the tournament down at the Virgin Islands. Of course, beat Mississippi State. What has it been about the road? Is, is it just road games are tough to win or something more going on here? Their only win came against probably the worst team in the MVC in UIC, and that took overtime right. to get it done. What's been the problem on the road? Yeah, I, I think first and foremost, you look at the schedule, right? So their first look, road loss, two-point loss at Indiana State. Indiana State was 6-0 and in the league, couple setbacks this this week, but 6-0 uh, and in the league, they were kind of the leaders. And so that's your first loss, the two-point loss. Drake was ahead in the final two minutes in that game. They go on the road to Richmond and get absolutely blitzed, lost by 30, carve that one out. That one's kind of its own separate animal. At St. Louis, they lose by eight. So an eight-point loss, and same thing. They were right there at the end of the game, just couldn't hold on to a lead in the second half. And then the other two league losses at Missouri State, who's in that mix of the top, they only scored 49 points but lost by three single-possession games. Same thing, they were up in the final two minutes. And then at Southern Illinois, a four-point loss, who's in that top mix in the league, and Drake was ahead in the last two minutes. So I, I think you know it's, it's been a little of just being unable to close and make the big play down the stretch. There definitely has been more of a challenge scoring and less consistency out of this team on the road. But I think when you look at the one in five record on the road, that really pops out. When you unpack that and look at the teams they played, the losses are a little less surprising outside of that Richmond loss that 
you know, you have a 30-point loss to a Richmond team that's decent. They're good, but they're not great. That one's a little bit of a surprise. But all the other ones, you know, you're talking a one-possession, two-possession loss in a 50-50 game. Uh, a couple of years ago, those went the other way. This year, they've just, just been stacked against this team. So hopefully that is, that is less a sign of things to come and more something this group can put in the past and be able to build from. And those 50-50 balls at the end of the game will just bounce their way. A couple more minutes with Adam Emenecker here, uh, Doko Pizza Company sponsors. Adam, uh, the league uh, has seen the departures of Creighton and of Wichita State and of Loyola, Loyola, and they just they keep adding teams. And I don't think they take a step back. I mean, Belmont's off to a terrific start, as you one would expect. But when you look at this, I guess the new look Valley this time. I'm not sure what part it would be. Um, your just your thoughts on the the new makeup of the conference eight games into it. Yeah, well, first and foremost, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I think you look at Belmont and Murray State consistently in the top of the OVC, a great, a just storied programs, both of them. And even though there's been a lot of roster turnover for each of those teams, uh, still continuing to, to be effective. And in the top mix within that game, one of the eight teams within a game of first place. Uh, and then, of course, UIC keeping the Chicago connection. That's a group that Coach Uglock, Coach Luke Yaklich, uh, continuing to grow and, and figuring out what their footing is in the Valley. They've struggled early on in conference play, but keeps that Chicago connection for the league. Overall, I really like, guys, I really like the 20-game conference schedule. I like that you add a couple more strong games with teams in conference to the slate. And, and you know, the other thing, well, first of all, Nashville is not a bad place <laughs> right. to visit. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually going to go out yeah. to the Drake Belmont game nice. here in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to that with a bunch of my former teammates. But nice. uh, I, I'm really excited for St. Louis and having some fresh blood mm-hmm. in St. Louis. No question to me, Belmont and Murray State in particular are going to have huge swaths of fans mm-hmm. because both of those teams are going to have some confidence thinking they can get the at- or the automatic bid in the conference. That, I think, is going to be as much fun as anything. Oh, such a great tournament, too. It's great. And, yeah, you're right. That new blood and, and fan bases that travel and have done it historically, that'll be a good thing. Need to fill that building back up. And after losing the Creightons and the Wichitas of the world, right. certainly impactful down there in St. Louis. So, big picture question for you. We were talking a little bit earlier, and my partner, Ken, was throwing some shade at Dr. Tom, not playing you until <laughs> your senior year after keto took over. Mm-hmm. But in today's environment, with the ease of transfers, no sitting out, immediate eligibility, what's the likelihood you would have finished your career as a Drake Bulldog? Mm. Man, it's it's so hard to speculate. Yeah. It really is because you never know where the opportunities come from, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, I, I think for me, the one thing that I knew that I liked and I enjoyed was uh, was our was our group of guys, was our teammates, was being around that mix of people, and that was a big advantage for us. Mm-hmm. And so. You know, I, I think hard to say, hard to speculate and, and know exactly what opportunities would have presented themselves. But part of what you see, I think there were, what, 1,200 players or so in the transfer portal this year. And not every player that goes into the right. transfer portal creates an opportunity for themselves. So we do see a lot of roster tor- turnover. It works out really well for some people. But the stories you don't hear are the guy that mm-hmm. had a scholarship thought he could go to someplace else and, and maybe be more successful and then either ends up not in Division One or losing their scholarship altogether and not playing basketball. So it, it's kind of that two-sided coin. You know, I guess the easiest way for me to tell that story is I didn't have to cross that road, <laughs> uh, didn't have to cross that bridge, Trent, and um, 
you know, things worked out okay. Yeah, they, yes, they, did. they did. It was a phenomenal run. Adam, thanks for doing this. Uh, we will uh, talk to you next Tuesday. You'll be with Heather and Sean on Thursday, most State, uh, tomorrow night. A chance to, uh, to, uh, to even the score, right? Because they got uh, Drake. That was early in the year. Like early, yep. early. Yep. Anyways, chance to chance to uh, to put that one in the win column. Adam, thank you. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Adam Emenecker, who will be with Trent and I, talking uh, Drake basketball and Valley hoops uh, right through the end of the season. Doco Pizza, proud sponsor, Drake Athletics, and happy to help feed the amazing athletes of the power of the Bulldog teams. They're open seven days a week, just down the street from the Knapp Center, twenty fourth in University, and a new location coming soon. To the fine folks in Ankeny. Oh, you're excited about that. I am. Prairie Trail. That nice. Prairie Trail. And that's never going to make That's why I told Luch. That's, <laughs> that's a mistake. Well, there's a reason he's in that business. <laughs> I drove by that field every day. Uh-huh. It was a field right. by our house when we first went. Uh, you couldn't move. You were going to put what here? Come on. Now there's apartments. There's hotels. Oh, my God. Hustle and bustle. Prairie Trail. Well done, Jason. Luch and Dennis Albaugh. Your projected finish in the Missouri Valley from Ken oh, Powell. This should be good. How Co- many losses? Four or five? Co-champions. Yeah. At 14 and six. 14 and six. Southern Illinois and Indiana State. Behind them, Belmont, Bradley, and Drake, all 13 and seven. Ugh. You and I at 11 and nine in these projections at the bottom. You got Evansville at two and 18. I don't There's know if the Purple a- Aces get to two. Yeah. They're bad. <laughs> There's been a four lot. I'm sure there's been a number of them. I wonder what the um, the most losses that were came with the team that won the conference. Well, last year you and I won it at 14 and four. Mm-hmm. Remember, now we're at a 20, 20 game conference yep, schedule. Yep. Uh, 16 and two the year before that with Loyola. Back to 2020, you and I at 14 and four that season won the regular season crown. 12 and six with both Drake and Loyola. That back in 2019. There's your answer. Don't have to go that far back, but. Um... It's, I mean, there's eight teams within a game. A game. A game. Buckle up. It's going to be fun. Happy to have Adam Menmenecker. Thank you, Doko Pizza Company, uh, for doing this. We'll take our time up. Before we do that, however, speaking of basketball, time for another $1,000 slam dunk. You can head over to kxno.com right now, and you'll find this nationwide contest. And the keyword for the 12 o'clock hour is bills. Bills at kxno.com. Your chance to win $1,000. We will be joined by Dan Mazzatani. Off to the Twin Cities will go. The offseason is underway for the Vikings, uh, that organization. You see Adam Thielen's wife on Instagram apparently posted, uh, doesn't sound like she thinks her husband is going to be um, playing games in his home state. Oh, really? She's an Iowa State grad. Sounds like, she, I didn't know that. Is yeah. she really? That's, but she grew up in uh, in Minneapolis, I think. You, you can go across the border I heard to that college. somehow. Yeah. yeah, I did hear that. Um, I didn't know that about her. Huh. I think I've heard that before. Now you got me second guessing myself. If you haven't heard it, well, I, yeah, I don't pay too much attention. To well, that, you're, on, it's, you're on, on, on Instagram Twitter. Over there. Well, I just saw it on Twitter actually. Ah, okay. Uh, but we will, uh, and we'll find out what uh, what Thielen, uh, what um, Musatani thinks. Some of the difficult decisions that lie ahead mm-hmm. for the Vikings. Take a look at the um, the Twins, um, maybe the Wild. I think are playing really well. Are they? I think so. I think, should we get excited? I think you should get a future ticket. Well, you told me this last year. And they got bounced in the first round. Right, because it's Minnesota sports. I get it. 
I get it. You know what, though? I can't wait. To, you know what I can't wait to do already? Bet the Chargers again next year. Why? Why are you doing this to I yourself? Because just one year. Lighting money. How about this? How about you hand me the money? Uh-huh. I'll kick you in the nuts. <laughs> and, we'll... and you keep the dough? You're right. I just, what are you doing? Stop betting the I Chargers. I can't wait to bet LA and the Chargers again as soon as the, the uh, odds come out for Super Bowl. What are we? This year, 57? Is that what it is? It is 57, yeah. Super Bowl 57. Mm. Next year, 58 in LV. Can you imagine what that city's going to be like? I can't. I mean, the rooms themselves, how much they're going to go for. Well, you've talked about it Sweet 16 weekend It's, it's because there's a regional difficult. there. Yes. We don't know and who's going to be there. Right. And it's a regional. Mm-hmm. Quick this turnaround. is a Super Bowl we're talking. This is a Super Bowl. Oh, boy. Oh. Room if rates you... through the roof. Mm-hmm. Party scenes all over. Oh, I mean, just God. think of, you hear about these Super Bowl parties all the time, right? And you got invited to the Maxim party, the whatever party it is. Everybody tries to outdo each other for any event well, out there. That's in Santa Clara, Jacksonville. Right. Minneapolis, Detroit, New York. This one's at Circa. This one's at the oh. Wind. This one's at the Four Season. The Venetian. I mean, it's just going to be Caesars, Bellagio. Those rooms will be over. They'll be north of $1,000 a night easily. Oh, yeah. Just for the rack rate. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Would you go? Mm, probably. Maybe. Would you? Do I go to the game? Do I get a press pass? Uh, no, you won't get a press pass. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's At least it's a wonderful stadium. Yeah. I was really impressed by it. Uh, We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with Dane Muzzatani and the difficult choices that await the Minnesota Vikings. Again, the key word is bills at kxno.com, bills at kxno.com. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call KXNO. Uh, you know, every time I hear that, I wonder mm-hmm. which one of us was the unbelievable football player. Not me. Yeah. Not you. You didn't no, play football. Canadian football. You, you guessed it. Yeah, one year. That didn't go well. It went well. I just did Canadian didn't football. Continue. It's not Roberts. I mean, he thinks it is, but it's right. not him. Right. <laughs> Murphy. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Murphy. Keith was. Yeah. I talked to one of his high school teammates did when I was on really? vacation this year and said he was. He was a good player. Was he? Keith is the one. Uh, the NFL playoff action continues. We are one cl- step closer to Super Bowl 57 for the NFL Divisional Round. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And all new plus existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg. And you add up to 100% when you put them all together. I'm already looking forward to that Cowboys game. It feels like there's just a little bit too much Cowboy love already. Mm. They're not doing it two weeks in a row, are they? Well, look, at I hope not. I don't have a ticket on them. I've got a bunch <laughs> on the Niners. Uh, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO. New customers bet $5 on any NFL divisional round and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook code KXNO. Must be 21 or older. I will only the 
bonus is issued as free best. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in is required. 10-plus leg is required for the 100% boost. Deposit, parlay, wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms of DraftKings. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 27. Get in on the action with the world's largest sportsbook. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circasports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-8.com. Just past 1230, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trends play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that. That comes up here in about 15 minutes. Let's head north to the Twin Cities. Dane Muzitani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. He joins the program. Dane, thanks for doing this. Uh, Trent and Ken in Des Moines, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Appreciate you uh, giving us a few minutes here. Well, let's start with the Vikings. So there's, uh, the curtain comes down on their 2022 season, a season that I think exceeded most people's expectations. They won the North after all and did so uh, relatively sweat-free. A lot of close games, but getting into the playoffs and the Giants and too much Danny Jones. But overall, uh, Vikings fans sitting here today, where they, you know, how will they reflect on 2022? Positive? I think so. I think you have to look at this positively uh, when the dust settles. I think frustration is allowed right now. It's expected. Uh, but I think when you take a step back, and maybe it'll take a couple of days, maybe it'll take a week, maybe it'll take some diehards of the month, uh, you'll remember this season, I think, for more than how it ended. And that's what I actually wrote um, in the Pioneer Press kind of right after the game. Like, yeah, I think people thought – and expected more out of this team going into the playoffs. At the same time, I think watching them play the Giants, most people could kind of discern the prize of winning that game was going to get your teeth kicked in by the first San Francisco 49ers next week. So this team wasn't good enough to win the Super Bowl. There were there were obvious flaws that kind of reared their ugly head throughout the season, um, and then unfortunately, at, at the most important time, they reared their ugly head again, and, and the Vikings bowed out. Um, but the season was so much more than just that playoff loss. And, and whatever moment you want to latch on to, whether it's the impossible win in Buffalo or the comeback against the Colts at home or anything in between, um, I think the more healthy way to look at the season is they're ahead of schedule right now. And, and what a great first year under Kevin O'Connell. Yep. Yeah, and that says a lot. I think that's a huge component of this, a feeling like organizationally you're set up you're number two of a new regime in the front office with the the staff there and now figuring out what they're going to do. They have some big decisions that they have to make, though, financially, both because of the cap and, and some of those veterans out there. What are some of the moves that you're anticipating at this point and some of the, the big moves that they have to figure out what they're going to do going forward as they shuffle that roster around? Yeah, it's interesting because there's so many right now, right? Like every year it seems like Kirk Cousins is is the first and foremost um, are they going to extend him? Are they going to try and kick the can down the road like they have and, and give him that extension, which then lowers his cap hit? Um, I don't know if you do that this year because I think you kind of saw what the potential is with this group. Maybe they just kind of let Kirk Cousins play out this final year of his contract um, and then kind of move on from there. But that's something I think people are going to start focusing on right away. 
um, are they going to extend Kirk Cousins? Then you look at Justin Jefferson. He's eligible for an extension. He's going to get the bag. He's going to be the most most paid, most highest paid receiver in the league. Um, no question about it. He said yesterday, I want to go where I'm wanted. I can guarantee you he's wanted in Minnesota. So you look at Kirk Cousins, you look at Justin Jefferson, where's that money going to come from? Um, I think it comes from guys like Adam Thielen. Um, he's got a large cap hit next season. He's getting older. Um, I, I would not be shocked if, if the Vikings front office says, hey, you know, you got to take this, this pay cut or we're going to move on. Same goes for Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, he has a $14 million cap hit next season. Um, he played a full season for the first time in his career, which is great, but he also looked a lot less explosive than he mm-hmm. has in his career, which is a concerning. Uh, you look at him, uh, a guy that could take a pay cut or maybe you just move on from him. Harrison Smith comes to come to mind too. Eric Kendrick comes to mind too. So you look at all these guys that have been here for a long time, getting up there in age, um, high cap hits because that's just kind of the way it goes when you continue to kick the can down the road like the Vikings have. Um, but I think those are the guys you kind of hone in on, the veterans that have been here forever. Um, and if they want to continue to be here, might have to take a little less money. Yeah, and you just hit on four of the big names that have been such an important part of this franchise for the, you know, the last decade or however long it's been. And it, it's there's always difficult choices when it comes to this. I mean, I saw Thielen's wife; she thinks that uh, their time in Minnesota has come to an end, at least professionally, uh, come to an end. The guys on defense that you mentioned is there a name that will surprise us that uh, you might be. You know, you're, you're keeping an eye on this name that might not be a part of this team that will surprise some people. Is there one name? Because seemingly every roster has one of these guys that you didn't see this cut coming. Um, who would that be for the Vikings if there is one? I think maybe a combination of, of two players, and they were announced last out of the tunnel on on Sunday afternoon. Um, but Darius Smith and Daniel Hunter. I ah. think you might have to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Are both of that, those guys worth the money that they're going to command? Um, Daniel Hunter, you know, he, you remember he held out and mm-hmm. they gave him that weird contract with, with weird structure. Um, uh, technically, I think his cap at next year is $6 million, but we'll, uh, nothing is stopping him from holding out again and saying, I'm not going to play for $6 million. And if you're Daniel Hunter, you absolutely, absolutely should try and get your money while you can. Um, this is a game that is unforgiving. And once the game is done with you, um, it doesn't care about you. So you have to try and cash out while you can. I would understand if if Daniel Hunter held out and said, I'm not going to play for this low of a cap hit when I'm trying to get my last paycheck. Um, Same with Darius Smith. Um, But I think when you look at both of those guys, um, the cap hits they're going to command, the health that they've both kind of struggled with at times throughout their career, um, and and just kind of how ineffective they looked at times this season. Sometimes really, really good, sometimes invisible. Um, While I don't know for sure that they're going to move on from those guys, it would not surprise me if one or both um, are not playing for the Vikings next season. Ed Donatel, will he be courting the defense next year in Minnesota? Mm. <sighs> That's a hard one because I honestly thought something, if it was going to happen, would, would happen at some point today. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, we're, we're still at you know in the noon hour. Um, something still obviously could happen. Um, we will be talking to Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell tomorrow at TCF, TCO Performance Center in Egan. Um, so maybe the other shoe drops by then, but I don't know how you don't move on from that guy um, right now. And and I will say, Ed Donovan became a scapegoat this season. Uh, the personnel, as we just talked about, got older, got older quick. Um, and I think that the the way that these older players kind of aged out, uh, coupled with just the overall 
you know, lack of talent at, at certain levels of the defense. I think that kind of, you know, induced some of the, the passive play calling that, that you saw from that Donatel. Uh, but the fact of the matter is if you lose, if you lose to the New York Giants at home, give up 431 yards of offense to Daniel Jones and in a, in a group of receivers that I don't think many casual football fans have heard of. Right. Um, someone has to answer for that and then you can't fire all the players. So you just fire the guy up top. Um, I, I, I would not be shocked if, if, if some news comes down in, in, in the next couple of days here, um, just because I think someone has to answer for that. Now, what, one more personnel question. I'm sure we want, we want to move on and pick your brain. Some of the other teams up there, Patrick Peterson, uh, between the years, obviously he's, he's in the right place most of the time. Seemingly he's lost a half a step and that, and that's fatal in the NFL. Do you think we've seen the last of him? I think we might have seen the last of him in Minnesota, um, just because I think he's proven, while he's not the upper echelon, top-tier corner that he used to be, he can still play, mm-hmm. and I think he can help someone, and I think he wants a Super Bowl ring. Um, and I think he might, when push comes to shove, look across the NFL, look at his options. And, and you know, I was critical of him at the start of this year. I did not think he was capable of being a number one corner in the league anymore, and you know, I, I don't know if he's someone you want to, if you're a contender, sign as your number one corner. But I do know he can play in the league, and he's he's a great leader in a locker room, and he can help a team that's trying to get over the hump. If he's ring chasing, there might be better options. There might be better destinations for him this offseason. Um, I know the Vikings want him back. Um, he, he's been just awesome in the locker room. Um, he's, he's really come into his own as, as a voice in there. Um, but I think if he looks at it, there might just be better options of if I'm going to ring chase at this point in my career, um, I might have a better chance of, of getting one um, somewhere else, not with the Vikings. Well, it looked like Carlos Correa might be chasing a ring to New York after things dried up with San Francisco. Lo and behold, number three works. It is the Minnesota Twins. So this, there's so many ways you can go with this. Obviously, if he has an ankle injury, oh, what a moronic group. How do you give $200 million? Two teams didn't want him because of that ankle, and yet here we are. We know, though, following the Twins closely, you and I, Dane, and Ken as well, the importance of having a guy like that, just what he meant to Minnesota, and maybe changing the dynamic of this division this year. Your thoughts overall on the signing. It took a while to get Carlos Correa back to Minnesota. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little awkward, right? Because you're not, if you're Minnesota, not his first or second choice. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I know Carlos Correa liked it here, um, regardless of if he agreed to terms with, with two other teams before he, he finally ended up back in Minnesota. He, he was extremely fond of his time here. He, he loves the guys in that clubhouse. Um, and I think when the dust settles on the, kind of the awkwardness of the situation, um, when when the snow finally starts to melt and and we're back at Target Field in the spring, uh, it, I don't think we're going to really remember about this awkward contract talk. Mm-hmm. We're just going to remember that Carlos Correa is a twin, and he's going to be a twin for the rest of his career. And, and that's really freaking cool because he's one of the best players in the MLB, and now he's Minnesota's. And and it took him a long time, or it took some time to, to, to for it to all kind of iron itself out. Um, but when you show up at Target Field now, this season, two, three seasons from now, four or five seasons from now, um, and you get to kind of watch Carlos Correa in, in the peak of his prime, um, I think that's really cool. I think it's good for him that, that, that an organization 
you know, it, it, it must have been pretty hard for him because he's he suffered this this ankle injury in, in 2014 and hasn't caused him any issues. And now all of a sudden, when he's trying to secure the bag, it's, it's something everyone's afraid of. So he has an organization that wants him in Minnesota, and Minnesota has a superstar talent on the field. Um, it, it's a perfect marriage right now. Like you both said, it, it took some time to get there, um, but I think we're gonna we're gonna be happy with this one. Um, you know, when the Twins are back playing baseball at Target Field. Speaking of uh, Minnesota athletes, that the, their organization wants the Matt Boldy was wanted mm-hmm. just what forty nine million dollars for the uh, the big left winger. This is a scary team to me. I think that this team and they've gotten better with the addition of a fourth line guy who's not going to fill it up. But what he does is Ryan Reeves makes everybody think that they're an inch or two taller on that roster every time mm-hmm. they take the ice because they know that one of the I mean he's still probably is the toughest guy in the league at 35 years old. He's got your back. I, I think that this team is, um, yep, they, they're cap-strapped. They uh, didn't have the opportunity to go out and sign a bunch of guys. I love uh, what Garen has done with this roster. I think they're a tough out. I really do. I think so, too. And I, I think you look at this team as currently constructed. Um, I don't know if they can win a Stanley Cup, but I do know this team as currently constructed can convince Garen to, to make a move at the deadline. And Garen's a former player. He, he's a straight shooter. Two-time um, cup winner. He, he knows what it yeah, takes. And, you know? and he knows what he's doing. Um, he, he was obviously there in Pittsburgh, too, in the front office mm-hmm. and, and, and won some as a player as well. But he's a guy who is going to keep it real. He's going to kind of stick to his guns. And, and he said, like, the Wild aren't in the business of, of trading a bunch of assets for a rental player. He's also a former player who I, I think when push comes to shove, if he feels like this group just needs a little boost and can actually go win a Stanley Cup, he's going to go go ahead and do that. Um, and, and, and it's up to this group now, um, as currently constructed, to prove to him, look, we just need a little bit more, and, and we feel like we if, if you can get, get us a player – whether it's a rental for, for picks or prospects or whatever, um, if the, this group proves that they're capable of winning a Stanley Cup with a little push, Garen's going to go all in at the deadline. He did it to a degree last year. Um, it wasn't giving up the whole farm, but I don't think a lot of people thought he was going to go trade for Mark Andre Larry and he mm-hmm. did. Um, and it didn't work out. They lost in the first round. But, uh, he, you know, he'll double down. We asked him about it this week. He said it was worth it to him. And... I think when push comes to shove, if he feels like this group can win a Stanley Cup or is, is close or is even in, you know, spitting distance of it, he, he'll he'll go out and do something like that again. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it, he, this team is is dangerous. It's young. It's exciting. Um, and 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 they finally kind of harnessed their identity again. Of look, just because you have Garou Kaprizov doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're the most skilled team in the league that's just going to run guys off the ice. Um, this is a gritty team with a superstar on it. And when they play gritty, they get opportunities offensively. Um, they're a nightmare to play against for yep. opposing teams. Um, and, and, and all of that translates to success both now in the regular season and if they can continue this identity it will translate to success in the playoffs no doubt about it dane Muzatani, st paul pioneer press dane as always we, we love these conversations with you uh thanks for doing this dane appreciate it no problem anytime guys yep thank you dane Muzatani, st paul pioneer presses we check up on the uh, the twin cities uh circa has their super bowl uh new odds out exactus or just odds? Just uh, They do have new exactas and uh-huh. new odds. Ooh. Yes, no's. The Bengals are 10 to 1. To win it all. To win it all. 
Three offensive linemen are out. That's true. Cowboys are eight and a quarter to one, so eight twenty-five. It's Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Save your money. Chiefs plus two eighty. Okay. Bills plus three forty. Mm. Niners plus four fifty. Nine to two. Yeah, please. That's where you would go. Oh, absolutely. I think the Cowboys are going to give. The oh, jeez. Here we go. I like the. I like the way they with Skip last... Bayless. What's going on over there, the Cowboys? Get out of here. I, they looked good last. This is Michael Parsons, man. Good He's luck good. blocking yeah. him. Yeah. Good luck blocking him. I think Brock Purdy's going to... He's had the right answer so far, is he not? And I'll be going up against a pretty good left tackle in Williams in his own right. Absolutely. And, oh, by the way, 23's in the backfield. Uh, and he's made a difference since he's come from Carolina. Oh, it's going to be a fun game. Miller and Condon, Trent's Play of the Day, Circus Sports Sponsors. It's next. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.9.